0: will be killed by the Antichrist and by Jew haters. And unfortunately, there are a lot of Jewish haters. Anti-Semitism is growing. And unfortunately, it is not just Hitler. This goes back to not just Stalin, the pogroms, but as we talked about last week, this is from Old Testament times. This is from... Pharaoh and killing, trying to kill Moses and the babies and Haman and trying to kill the Jews and King Herod and trying to make it to where Jesus wasn't born. 70 AD, when the Romans came in there and destroyed Israel and killed one million Jews, the women were raped and ravished. the children were killed or put into slavery and scattered throughout the whole world. Israel, as we saw, was changed and their name was changed from Judea. Samaria, Jerusalem, Israel, and they call it Palestine. And where did that come from? Because the genesis of that, the originating word out of that was Philistines, Philistia. And so the Romans hated the Jews so much. And this was such a vitriolic hatred. This was demonic. That they wanted to be able to erase and eradicate anything Jewish from the Holy Land. So they said, who is, who are are the Jews' main enemies? And it was the Philistines. And that is what they called it, Philistines, Philistia, or Palestine. And since that time, that area has been called, in fact, in many of your Bibles, if you look at the, the maps in the back of your Bible, it says Palestine. That is not what Jesus and what the disciples called it. They called it Judea, Samaria. Jerusalem. But the world doesn't want to have that, so they call it Palestine. Or they call Judea and Samaria the West Bank. You guys ever heard of that? The West Bank. Because they don't want to use the terms Judea and Samaria. There is a lot of information about this. This is just one book. It's called The Palestine, the Palestinian Delusion. It's a lie. Talk about fake news and it's being perpetuated by the media unfortunately and by all of the people who hate Israel and hate the Jews throughout the world which there are many. So let's get back to what we talked about last week a little bit. Why did Hitler hate the Jews so much that he killed six million of them? Why didn't anybody stand up? Where was the church? Where were the believers in? There were many in Germany, many in Europe, that went to Christian churches. I'm going to go a little bit ahead. Next week, I'm going to show you a video of a true story of a Christian church. And they actually closed their ears to the cries and the screams of the Jews in a cart on their way to be exterminated gassed, etc. If you can turn on the fans, please. People are warm in here. Um, and so there they on their way to the church, and the church didn't listen. The church just sang a little louder. And it's horrific. People say, well, the reason for all of this is because the Jews killed Jesus. No, let me correct that once again. It was because of my sin, your sin, our sin. Even if the Jews would have accepted Jesus, Jesus would still have had to die on the cross, right? So they try to use everything to, be, to blame it on the, on, on the Jews, but no, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We're sinners, and I thank God for that. It's not because of the Jews. Jesus died on the cross willingly, willingly. Oh, it's because they're taking the land. Once again, the Palestinians is a delusion. Now these Muslim Arabs that hate Israel have said, we're the Palestinians. If you just look at some information on the Internet, look up books, and you will see that 100 years ago, 72 years ago, you had the Palestinian orchestra. Who was that? That was the Jews. The Palestinian post office. who was that? That was the Jews. etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But when Israel became a nation again, allowed by the United States and nations of the world, immediately these five Arab nations attacked them and tried to destroy them. and by God's providence, they weren't able to. So you know what they did? They said, "Israel, you are the occupiers. You are occupying our land." You know, one of the things that I love when I go to Israel is archaeology. Because you can't argue with the facts of archaeology. When they dig, they don't find Palestinian artifacts. There's no such thing. They find artifacts that are Jewish. From the synagogue all the way to even the time of Solomon's temple, we had the tremendous blessing to be able to see the city of David. The first time that I went 17 years ago, it hadn't been discovered yet. Two years ago when I went, they still weren't finished with it completely, so we didn't go. This time we had this opportunity to go to the city of David. And the city of David wasn't in the time of Jesus. It was a 1,000 years before the time of Jesus. Remember? Jerusalem. Then king david wanted to build a temple remember that and god said no it's going to be your son that builds the temple and where did he build that temple it was not only in israel not only in jerusalem but it was on the temple mount where 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 abraham was going to sacrifice his son isaac so it has all of this rich history and yet people are saying hey jews you guys are occupiers you shouldn't be here this is our land unfortunately, as Hitler says, as Hitler said, you tell a lie, a, when you're going to lie, tell a lie big enough and often enough and people will believe it. Tell a lie, make sure it's big and repeat it often enough and people will believe it. Unfortunately, that's what's happened with this whole Palestinian delusion and occupiers, etc. What is the real reason Why Jews are always being killed. Jews are always persecuted. The real reason, as we said last week, is spiritual. It's demonic. The devil hates God and hates his people. Hates you, Christians, and hates the Jews. Additionally, if the devil could kill off the Jews and the nation of Israel, the Bible is wrong. The Bible speaks about the future and all of it is Israel centric. It's all in the land of Israel. In fact, Revelation, the last book of the Bible. Revelation chapter 1 through Revelation chapter 5, it talks about the church, Christians, talks about heaven, and then after the rapture, Revelation 4:1, come up here. And I will show you what's going to happen after this, what things after the church age. And from Revelation chapter 6 to Revelation chapter 19, it doesn't talk about the church. You won't find the church in there at all or the name church. The church of Sardis, Thyatira, Laodicea. You won't find any of that. How come? Because we're in heaven. So what does it say in Revelation chapter 6 through Revelation chapter 19? It talks about Israel and the hard times that Israel is going through and how God, the time of the Gentiles are now over. And now God has put in all his focus on getting Israel saved. Israel is not saved. Presently, Israel, I mean, if you go there and you think the holy lands are holy, you're going to be disappointed. Because, unfortunately, the holy lands are very, at best, agnostic. But most of them are atheist. I mean, you see... Gay Pride Week, you see abortion on demand, you see how they're dressed, you see how they act. I mean, it's really a lot of it about money and getting ahead and not too much about the Bible. But what about those people that we see at the Wailing Wall going like this? Those are the religious Orthodox Jews and those are the minority and they're despised. They're looked upon, if you mean they're looked upon not too well. But that shouldn't be surprising because the Bible says in Romans that blindness in part has happened to the Jews until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Romans chapter 11. But there's coming a time when all Israel will be saved. In the meantime, it's the time of the Gentiles to be saved, us. And when God says that's it, the last Gentile has been saved, then God's focus then becomes on what the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 7, Jacob's trouble. Or Daniel chapter 9 verse 24 through 27. It talks about the nation of Israel and the seven years that are going to be focused on them. Half of which, the first half, it looks like there will be blessing and prosperity. In fact, they will be so excited because they'll say, Hey, this man, our Messiah, he's allowed us to do what no man has ever done. He's allowed us to build our temple and have a seven year peace treaty and he will be hailed as a great man throughout the bible in the book of daniel new testament revelation he will be hailed and looked upon as a a man that is charismatic intelligent brought the world together but he's a devil and he's a devil incarnate and he shows his true colors when in the middle of the seven-year peace treaty when the jews already have their temple and they and bring me a microphone brother then they um they uh have a uh a temple and in the middle of that seven years the antichrist walks into the temple puts a statue of himself and he says, everybody, worship it. Worship this image of me. And if you do not, and you do not bow down to me and take the mark of the beast, 666, you will be killed. You will be subject to this man. And this remnant, this Jews, are going to look at this and they are gonna go, wait a minute here. The Bible's very clear. Exodus chapter 20 says, do not make any graven images Of anything in heaven or anything that you're gonna be worshiping. Do not. You know, why don't we have pictures of Jesus here or Mary here or the saints here? Because the Bible says don't do it. Exodus chapter 20. So the Jews know that. The Jews don't believe in Jesus, but they believe in the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. So then they're gonna go, God would never ask us to do this. That means this guy is the Antichrist. And the one that we killed before is the Messiah. And the Bible says that all Israel after that will give their lives to Christ. Two-thirds of them will die and one-third of them will be hidden, protected by God. And those will be the one-third that get taken into the millennial reign. Now, when Jesus said, I and the future will be Israel, Jerusalem, and myself, I'm going to show you a verse. Because so many people think that the future is Europe-centered, the United states center. We are the center of the world. When Jesus comes back, he probably should be putting his feet in Washington, D.C., in Paris, France, in Moscow. Zechariah chapter 14, verses 1 through 4a, please. Zechariah, chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, and your spoil will be divided in your midst. Let me stop there. And your spoil will be divided in your midst. This past week, this past week I saw a story, and Israel right now is struggling because they said, we are finding so much oil, so much natural gas, that we right now are having to think about we we can't use all of it for ourselves, and we're already building pipelines, and some of it's gonna be sold to Jordan, some of it's gonna be sold to Egypt, Greece, and Europe is trying to, you know, but we have so much. Israel never was this way. Not until our generation, not until really in the last short number of years. We are this generation that the Bible says. The day is coming. Go ahead, brother. For I, God, will gather all the nations to battle against Jerusalem. Jerusalem was not in the hands of the Jews till 1967, after some of us were already born. The city shall be taken, the houses rifled, and the women ravished. Half of the city shall go into captivity, but the remnant of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Verse 3. Then the Lord will gather, the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. I love that verse. <laughs> when all of these countries are saying, hey, Israel, we're going to go after you. Even though the Bible says in the future, no nation will support Israel. God will, and he fights the way he, he <laughs> says there. As he fights, now hold on, brother. Go back. So he says, as he, f- then the Lord will go forth and fight against the na- those nations as he fights. Remember Sodom and Gomorrah? Pulverized as he fights. In other words, it's not a fair battle. And God is going to have Israel's back. Go ahead. Verse 4. And in that day, his feet, Jesus, will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall be split in two and it goes on but the point right there is Jesus is coming back not the rapture I'm talking about the rapture he never touches his feet he catches us in the air okay but the second coming he comes back with us Revelation chapter 19 he comes back with his saints that have been raptured and he comes back to this world to stop all of the wars to stop all of the mayhem to stop all the chaos and lies etc and to judge it and the Bible says he puts his feet in the Mount of Olives. Jesus, when he was doing the Beatitudes, where was he at? The Mount of Olives. A key area. Where is that at? It's in Jerusalem. So if the devil can kill the Jews, and if the devil can destroy Israel, the Bible's wrong. You guys see it? But that's never going to happen. Because God is never wrong. And so we can bank on it that God will support them let's go to our main text where Jesus actually speaks about the future and then he says it's going to be all nations that are going to go against Israel not one nation will be supporting Israel in the future that's not the case right now thank God for the United States thank God for President Trump but the Bible says something's got to give something's got to happen where all the nations of the world will be against Israel Matthew chapter 24, verses 1 through 9. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming or the second coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. A lot of deception going on. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes. In various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you, Israel, Jews, to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. All nations. The prophet in Zechariah says this Zechariah chapter 12, verse 2 3 through, through the Holy Spirit Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding people when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And if you look at what that means in the Hebrew, have you ever seen somebody? Some people who get drunk, they become real passive and real nice. Maybe they've always had an attitude. But when they get drunk, they get real cool, like whatever. But a lot of people, when they get drunk, they get angry. They get enraged. And people say afterwards, you did this, what, I did that? And they act like they've never acted, rage. Well, the Bible uses that description to say, the world will be enraged like a drunk man against Israel and Israel, why? Because of Jerusalem. Let me tell you what was in the news yesterday. So the house of representatives, we have three branches of government, right? We have the executive, which is the president, we have the Supreme Court, the Justice, and we have Congress. We have the Senate, 100 members. And then we have the House of Representatives, 435 members. Okay, The House of Representatives right now is uh, governed by Democrats and the Senate by Republicans. The Senate is very much supporting Israel. The House of Representatives is not. And they are upset that President Trump and Prime Minister Netanyahu have made agreements in the past that they didn't like. I'll give you an example. Okay? Um, it was last year or two years ago now, a year and a half ago, that President Trump recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Right? Okay? They didn't like that at all, and they came against that. Okay? This is our government. Now, every president has promised that. From Jimmy Carter all the way to President Obama. When they're trying to become president, we are going to make you Jews if you vote for us. We're going to have the capital, which has been the case. If you go to Israel, when I go there, you go to Tel Aviv, fly into Tel Aviv, but all of the parliament and all of the government business is not in Tel Aviv. It's in Jerusalem, and it's been that way for decades. But the world says, you guys are occupiers, and Jerusalem should be given to... The Palestinians and so that's not the case that hasn't been the case and all the politicians who wanted to become president for the last 40 years have said hey Jews you vote for us and we will do it right we will make Jerusalem the capital recognized by our government none of them it was all talk President Trump listen guys I I don't work for President Trump I don't like a lot of things he does. But the Bible says, support Israel, and I will support you. Bless Israel, and I will bless you and your country. And I believe that that is a right thing that he is doing, because the Bible says to do it. So here, all of these Jew haters throughout the world, the United Nations, Europe, and people in our own government, have hated that he did that then he did something last year he called the Golden Heights the Jewish land the Syrians the Russians the United Nations and many in our State Department and Congress said how could you if you look at your Bible tell show me anywhere in the Koran where it mentions the Golden Heights or Jerusalem not one time but in the Bible It mentions Jerusalem over 800 times, and it mentions the Golden Heights. It's been Jewish for thousands of years, and all Trump did was just recognize reality, and boy, they came against him. Then he did something in the last 60 days. He said, Judea and Samaria, including Jerusalem, is Jewish, so you guys can go ahead and build apartments there. And when we were there, man, they're building all sorts of construction, building, I mean it's, it's growing like crazy. And you'll see in a little while the video why, because so many people are moving back there. And they're irate. They are feverishly angry at that. So much that on Friday, today's Sunday, on Friday, the House of Representatives voted against what Trump did and said, we believe that that should be open to negotiation. It is not going to be unilaterally done by Netanyahu and Trump. And then there was these four congresswomen. They call them the squad, okay? They went against the Democrats. Two of them are Muslim ladies, and then Ocasio-Cortez, I don't know what she is, and then the other lady. And they all voted, and people are going, wow, why would these four ladies go with the Republicans and go with Trump and go with Israel? You've got to read it carefully. What they said is, we believe also in a one-state solution. We don't believe in a two-state where you're going to have Israel a state and Palestinians right next to it. Because then you have to be able to give Israel its credence. You have to be able to say it's legitimate and legitimate. All of these haters don't want to make Israel legitimate. So what these four said is, we believe in one state. It'll be Israel and Palestinians together. But if you do that, there's so many Muslim Arabs that they'll dilute the Israel population like this. And then they say, and we want Jerusalem as the capital, and we want to go back to 1967 borders. So really, what they were doing is being totally anti-Semitic. And that happened on Friday, continuing with this verse here because it talks about jerusalem when you see when the bible says when you see jerusalem and the world having a problem because of jerusalem then it says you're living in that generation where jesus is going to come back to this world and put his feet on the mount of olives let me continue behold i will make jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against judah and jerusalem and it shall happen in that day, while well, i make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all people, and all who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. Right now, the United States is gathered not against it. The United States is gathered for it. But the Bible says something's going to change. I'm not sure. I believe that could be the rapture. And if the rapture happens, then somebody like, let's say, Vice President Pence, he's a Christian. He believes in the Bible. And the Bible says, support Israel. So you know what he does? Yes, sir. I'm not saying that Israel is perfect. I already told y'all. Atheist, agnostic, they do a lot of things that are wrong. But the Jews are still God's people. I mean, Jesus was a Jew. So if you say, I love Jesus, but I hate the Jews. Something's wrong with that. I love the Bible, but I hate the Jews. 66 books, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament, written by Jews. We've got to support the Jews because God says so. So what will happen? What will change this that all the nations will be against them, including the United States? Something's got to happen. You know, some people say, ah, it could be the impeachment. Hopefully not, because let me tell you what happened to Canada. So five years ago, the nation that supported Israel the most just five years ago was not the United States. No. We had a president that didn't support Israel at all. But Canada supported Israel to the teeth. The prime minister of Canada up until very recently, was uh, um, a man named Harper, last name Harper. A Christian man, a Bible-believing man. And Canada was blessed. Canada was doing great economically. Canada had influence throughout the world. But then they voted in a very good-looking, telegenic, young man named Trudeau, who happens to be a Muslim and hate Israel. And Israel is now, instead of having somebody who supported them, sympathized with them, helped them, voted for them in the United Nations, now you have Canada on the other side. Totally. The Bible says, get ready to show Genesis 12.3. The Bible says that God will not like that. That God will bless us if we support Israel. But look what it says on Genesis 12.3. It says, I, God, will bless those who bless you, Israel and Jews, and I will curse him who curses you. If you look at the nation of Canada and just do some history, just from five years ago to today, and tell me that their economy and other parts of it aren't being affected because they turned their back on what God said. And it's not just them. Right now, where Hitler came out of, Europe... Do you know it's not just 5% that are against Israel? It's not just 10%. It's not just 20%. 25% of all Europeans are. Ag- In fact, go ahead and show picture number one. One out of every four Europeans hold anti Semitic beliefs. That swastika sign is everywhere now. How could they? How could they? They know what happened in the Holocaust. Picture number two. In the Jewish gravestones, they're doing that. It's because the Holocaust, picture number three, didn't happen. Holocaust is fake history. That's demonic. That's lies. The facts are the facts but say a lie big enough, enough times, and people will say, are you really sure that happened? Was there really 6 million? Wasn't it only 5,000? It's getting so bad right now in, in, in Europe that Jews are being persecuted, killed, threatened, and they've been living there now for a long time since the Holocaust and have great businesses. And they're now saying, we're leaving And Prime Minister Netanyahu is now urging them, come to Israel and we'll protect you. Video number one.
1: Benjamin Netanyahu has responded to the synagogue shooting by urging European Jews to emigrate to Israel. Warning that more anti-Semitic attacks like those in France and now Denmark are likely, the Israeli prime minister spoke out at the start of his weekly cabinet meeting. Jews have been murdered again on European soil only because they were Jews. This wave of attacks is expected to continue, including murderous anti-Semitic attacks of course jews deserve protection in every country but we say to jews to our brothers and sisters israel is your home we're preparing and calling for the absorption of mass immigration from europe the cabinet later submitted a plan to encourage the absorption of jews from france belgium and ukraine with immigration from other european countries to be discussed at a later date under its law of return anyone with at least one jewish grandparent has a right of immigration to Israel. It's
0: happening more and more, but it's not just Europe. The United Nations. The United Nations is a body that represents 193 nations of the world. And though there are many nations that are terrible and treat their people terribly, Think about North Korea. Think about what they do and the torture. I mean, do you remember that young man that was an American and he was in, forget his name, in North Korea and he was tortured so badly that when Trump, President Trump got him out, he was pretty much already brought back dead and he died. They do that all the time to their people. UN resolutions don't go against them. The Russians, They take over countries. They do all sorts of atrocities. The UN says nothing. Syria, they've literally killed 300,000 people. The UN says nothing. And many other countries, but the UN Human Rights Council, from 2006 to 2016, 50% of the UN resolutions was against Israel. Now this is a nation that only has 9 million people, of which 2 million are Muslim, Arabs, that Israel's given right to be Israeli citizens. So there's only 7 million. And they barely pass the number of Jews that are in New York City. In New York City, there's about 6 million. So Israel, for the first time, has more Jews living in Israel than in... And they just barely made it. And the United Nations is saying, you're the problem, Israel. The General Assembly, from 2012 to 2015, 86% of the resolutions of the UN was against them. UNESCO, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, 100% of their resolutions have been against Israel. The World Health Organization, same thing and same thing. If you want, I'll give you all of this. Just as the Bible says, there would be a vitriolic hatred. Of the Jews in the last days. Why? Because we're seeing the shadow of the Great Tribulation coming. We're seeing the Antichrist spirit that's going to be trying to kill off the Jews, this spirit already here. Picture number four the UN body, the United Nations, and anti Semitism. This report is devastating. If you want to read that. And it's not just, unfortunately, England or France. In fact, show picture number five. In the United States, there is a 30% increase of anti-Semitism. Now, I understand that the United Kingdom is double that, 61%. France, where that's where they hauled off all, and so many Jews were killed from France. Anti-Semitism has gone up 84%. One of the ones that hate Israel the most is an old nemesis of Israel now called Iran but it used to be called Persia of where, we talked about last week Haman wanted to kill all the Jews They right now as we speak, as I was seeing news remember when they shot ballistic missiles into Saudi Arabia and destroyed half of the oil production there, and drones as well. Right now, as we speak, our country, the United States, is contemplating sending 70,000 additional troops to protect them because they're saying that Iran, who is Shiite Muslim, who is crazy, and who wants chaos, wants a global war, because that will cause their Mahdi or their Messiah to come. We're about to be sending 70,000 troops as we speak. This is as of Thursday. And Netanyahu is upset at Europe. How could you, Europe? Here we're putting sanctions on Iran. And we're trying to get them to be affected by those sanctions so we then could be able to negotiate with them being weak. And what is Europe doing? They're buying their oil. They shouldn't be. And they're doing other help to it. So look at this video number two.
2: In Baghdad, in Beirut, people are taken to the streets. They are being slaughtered by the hundreds, yet they continue to protest. The tyrants of Tehran shoot them, no avail. They tamper with the Internet, to no avail as well. The fearless and frustrated people of Iran simply refuse to be silenced. In Baghdad, Iran's cronies have killed hundreds of Iraqis. But here too, the people of Iraq refuse to be silenced. They continue to protest. In Beirut, Hezbollah thugs attack peaceful demonstrators, but the Lebanese people keep showing up as well. What is driving these people to risk their lives and stand up to their oppressors? Well, the answer is simple. They're fed up. They're fed up with corruption. They're fed up with failing economies. They're fed off with the siphoning off of their treasure and their lives to Iran's wars of aggression in the region. And while the people of the Middle East bravely stand up to Iran and its henchmen, Here's the absurd thing, while all of this is happening, countries in Europe are working to bypass U.S. sanctions against Iran. While the Iranian regime is killing its own people, European countries rush to support that very murderous regime. While Iran bombs Saudi Arabia's oil installations, while Iran rushes to enrich uranium for nuclear weapons, European countries rush to appease Iran with even more concessions. These European countries should be ashamed of themselves. Have they learned nothing from history? Well, apparently not. They're enabling a fanatic terrorist state to develop nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles, thereby bringing disaster to themselves and upon everyone else. Now is the time to change course. Now is the time to ratchet up the pressures on Iran, not to lessen them. Now is the time to join the United States and increase sanctions against Iran. To those who favor appeasement of Iran, I say this, history and your own people will judge you harshly. Change course now.
0: Unfortunately, the powers to be – the swamp, if you will – the government in Israel You know, they don't have in Israel, you know, our media, a lot of things that I show you all, I don't find it on CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, et cetera, et cetera. The liberal media doesn't have any of this. They don't want to show this. But in Israel, they don't have Fox News. They don't have Rush Limbaugh. They don't have talk radio. And so everybody is turning against Prime Minister Netanyahu. Why would they do that? Why would they not be understanding that this man's going to help them? Because the media there is swaying them, and they're not getting the truth. I'm going to show you a video right now that has been banned by social media. Banned, I'm sorry, it's a, it's a YouTube, media, YouTube uh, a video by Prager University that YouTube has now banned. And it's the truth. It's a Muslim man that was, shows I'm, I was indoctrinated, but then I found out the truth and YouTube has removed it. Show please video number eight.
2: Breaking news right now as nope, we learn nope, Israel nope, 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 has officially no nope,
0: nope, nope, nope. no no hold on brother video number eight YouTube bans what, is that it is that it okay sorry go ahead
2: for two Democratic lawmakers no, known for their it, criticism brother. of Israel it. welcome to a brand new hour
0: it's not it Prager University YouTube bans Prager University Muslim denouncing anti-Semitism. So here we have in social media, many times when you Google something or you look something in YouTube, they only show what they want you to show because they're deleting and removing a lot of other stuff. It's unfortunate that we have fake news everywhere. When Hitler was threatening to kill the Jews, the media should have been saying, world, look what's going on. They said nothing. Why did the Jews get gassed and killed? Because the media was partly or majorly a contributor because they should have been saying something. We have a saying, if you see something, say something. Not if it's the Jews and not if it's the Christians. Go ahead and show the video, please. You got it, Joe? No? Okay. So, let me open it up for question and input right now. I've got a lot of other stuff that we're gonna show, but here you're gonna have next week, I'm gonna show what's going on with the universities and how the universities are so anti-Semitic. I'll give you an example. There's a video of a student and he has an ISIS cap, ISIS shirt, and they go, hey bro, what's going on? Hey, it's cool. Another one, a North Korea cap. Another one, Syria cap. Okay? Another one, a Nazi cap. Everything's cool. Hey, what's going on, bro? Then that same student wears a yarmulke. And they start blasting him and hurting him. Go ahead and show the video.
3: I was born to hate Jews. It was part of my life. I never questioned it. I was not born in Iran or Syria. I was born in England. My parents moved there from Pakistan. Theirs was the typical immigrant story. Moved to the West in the hope of making a better life for themselves and their children. We were a devout Muslim family, but not extremist or radical in any way. We only wished the best for everyone. Everyone except the Jews. The Jews we believed were aliens living in stolen Muslim land, occupiers who were engaged in a genocide against the Palestinian people. Our hatred, therefore, was justified and righteous, and it made me and my friends vulnerable to the arguments of radical extremists. If the Jews were as evil as we had always believed, mustn't those who support them, Christians, Americans, and others in the West, be just as evil? Beginning in the 1990s, speakers and teachers at mosques and in schools began to endlessly repeat this theme. We were not Western. We were not British. We were Muslims, first and only. Our loyalty was to our religion and to our fellow Muslims. We owed nothing to the Western nations that welcomed us. As Westerners, they were our enemies. All of this had its desired effect. At least, it did on me. It changed the way that I saw the world. I began to see the suffering of Muslims, including in Britain, as the fault of Western imperialism. The West was at war with us, and the Jews controlled the West. My experience at university in Britain only enhanced my increasingly radical beliefs. Hating Israel was a badge of honor. Stage an anti-Israel, pro-Palestinian rally, and you were sure to draw a large, approving crowd. While at university, I decided the protests and propaganda against Israel were not enough. True Jihad demanded violence. So I made plans to join the real fight. I would leave college and join a terrorist training camp in Pakistan. But fortunately for me, fate intervened in a bookstore. I came across a book called The Case for Israel by Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz. The Case for Israel? What case could there be? The title itself made me furious, and I began to read the pages almost as an act of defiance. How ill-informed, how stupid could this guy be to defend the indefensible? Well, he was a Jew. That had to be the answer. Still, I read. And what I read challenged all of my dogmas about Israel and the Jews. I read that it wasn't Israel that created the Palestinian refugee crisis, it was the Arab countries, the United Nations, And the corrupt Palestinian leadership. I read that Jews didn't exploit the Holocaust to create the state of Israel. The movement to create a modern Jewish state dated back to the 19th century, and ultimately to the beginnings of the Jewish people almost 4000 years ago. And I read that Israel is not engaged in genocide against the Palestinians. On the contrary, the Palestinian population has actually doubled in just 20 years. All this did was make me angrier. I needed to prove Dershowitz wrong to see with my own eyes how racist and oppressive Israel really was. So I bought a plane ticket. I would travel to Israel, the home of my enemy. And that's when everything changed. Everything. What I saw with my own eyes was even more challenging than what Dershowitz had written. Instead of apartheid, I saw Muslims, Christians and Jews coexisting. Instead of hate, I saw acceptance and even compassion. I saw a raucous, modern, Liberal democracy, full of flaws, certainly, but fundamentally decent. I saw a country that wanted nothing more than to live in peace with its neighbors. I saw my hatred melting before my eyes. I knew right then what I had to do. Too many people on this planet are consumed with the same hatred that consumed me. They have been taught to despise the Jewish state. Many Muslims by their religion, many others by their college professors or student groups. So here is my challenge to anyone who feels this way. Do what I did. Seek out the truth for yourself. If the truth could change me, it can change anyone. I'm Kasim Hafiz for Prager University.
0: Why should that be deleted? It shouldn't be. It's the truth. But unfortunately, there is an agenda, and that anti-Semitism will be talking about more. You're going to be amazed. Bring people, because unfortunately, it's big time now in the United States. God bless you.